In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hello and welcome back to The Bachelor Podcast. I'm Kay York City. I'm Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Kay, for a new season, a refreshed season of The Bachelorette, correct? Yeah, we needed that We needed that break, but I am, I'm ready to go. I feel like, honestly, energized, happy to be back. It is 7.40, it's 7.50 a.m. here in California, and these are the first words I'm speaking. And wherever you are and listening to us, we want to thank you for being back with us in the Bachelor Podcast, listening, you know, podcasts. We're, we're there with you on your walk or, you know, in the in the, the lonely moments of your day. Kay and I are here to talk some yeah. smack about the Bachelor universe. And, you know, we always say, you know, the, the Bachelor's like a it's like one of the sports leagues. It, it needs an off season. It needs yes, it that break. And it's nice to feel good to watch a new season don't you think yeah and to take that I honestly I took a step back from even all of the bachelor like some all the news and all the stuff that's going mm. on obviously we have to talk about the breakups here in a minute but a lot of breakups yeah just being able to like kind of turn off and mm. then now I feel like I am ready to get into all of the dirt drama everything well you know I was I, I I'm a sports fan and I do consider the bachelor uh, universe very much like professional sports and you know they I was listening to another podcast and they were they were talking about like you know how the NBA season just kept going and going and like they kind of look back with like oh you know the last two years and they're like because the basketball season just ended they're like this is the first off season we're really legitimately gonna have and then I was thinking about the I was like same for the bachelor like, this is the first <laughs> off-season we've had in, you know, in a couple years. Literally since 20, I think it was uh, the summer 2020 is like when we started Matt James' season and then never stopped. Never stopped. And, you know, today what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about the news from the show that's gone on in the off-season. We're going to talk about our two bachelorettes. We're, we're having a, you know, they've changed it up this season, having a, two women lead the show and then we're going to mm -hmm. get into the first half of contestants are, you know, just our overall bird's eye view. I, I write my preview every year, but this is my first time just looking at these people. So we're going to go through each contestant. And if you want to follow along with the show, this, this is a companion piece. And in the description <laughs> of this episode, it is the link to the ABC uh, cast list. And you can follow along with us. And um, it's in the description of the show. But if you go to ABC, they're, they, we're going based on their cast list in alphabetical order. So we're going to do the first half today. And then next week, we'll do the second half with some awards. So what do you think of the offseason news? What do we think? Big breakups. We had, you know, Nate and Michelle and uh, Curveball, Katie and John. Mm. Um, Nate and Michelle, there were, I, there were a lot of rumors going on leading up to it. See, I don't follow the rumor mill. I, it is interesting to me. I, I take... Well, they even shut them down. 
Oh, they did. They came out and they what shut were the them rumors? down and they were like, Michelle said, you know, there people are talking about how they haven't been in a lot of pictures together, etc. Like Nate's been hanging out with his guys so much and blah, blah, blah. And Nate was like, I think it's healthy to be hanging out with your guys. And then Michelle was like, oh, well, don't believe everything you see. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Cut to them. It's so announcing. interesting. You, you go, who on earth would give a shit? You know, who is sitting at home? What loser? And again, we are two losers who have a podcast about <laughs> the losers. Like, I, I'm saying this with total we awareness. Are the, we are the head, we are the head losers. <laughs> head <here>. losers. <laughs> you know, just because we have an official podcast with some nice artwork, it doesn't mean that we're not nerds for following this show and its universe, you know, every week and doing a podcast about it. But... I would say, you know, as head nerds in charge, the uh, <laughs> like, uh, I, I would say to the lower nerds, who's counting the pictures that they're posting together versus not posting together? It's like, but then you think about it for a half a second longer and you go, well, if your fame is gotten by your love mm -hmm. life, then you have yeah. fans for your love life. You get what you put out there. So it does make sense in a certain context. Yeah. And then I think at the end of that, um, people also start to unfollow once the breakups happen because, you know, people were following along with Nate and Michelle because they wanted to see Nate and Michelle. I mean, Michelle's great on her own. Nate's great on his own. But the reason we were following them was to see them together, to see what they did. I need to know what they did with that what was it, $100,000 that they got at the yeah, end of the their mortgage. season for the house? <laughs> Did they have to give that back too? Had they spent it? <laughs> I, it's There's a lot of fair questions. And it is kind of like, you know, I guess when you're a Bachelor fan, and I say Bachelor to include Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette, Bachelor, you're like a friend of the couple. Like we have to choose a side or we choose no sides. I guess I don't hang out with that couple anymore or I don't hang out with Nate anymore or I don't hang out with Michelle anymore. And it is interesting. Like as it a fan, you you know, you kind of go yeah. with that. It goes the same way as a friend group does. I totally agree with that statement. And I haven't really thought of it in that way. But, um, you know, I've never spoken to Michelle. Like I have no connection to her. So I was like, I guess I'm on Nate's side. Not for <laughs> no other reason than I just don't know Michelle. <laughs> well, I, I, I went to Minneapolis last weekend. She had no, uh, she announced the the breakup right as I'm like flying into Minneapolis for a show. I sent her a message. <laughs> I was like, hey, come on out to the show. Bring some friends. You know, maybe it'll be get a laugh in, you know, for the breakup. But then just like any breakup, you know, when it's in, if you have two friends that date, you're, you're we're finding out about this months after it happened. You know, people, you know, the people mm -hmm. that were asking, hey, how come you haven't posted together? They weren't wildly off you know it's a little insane to count yeah you know oh you're only on boys trips but you're not wrong you know like everyone can smell when a couple's not doing well on social media when there's we can, turmoil we sniff, yeah there's we know the termies yeah we know the turmoils but to be honest i was not expecting katie and john see here's here's where this all relates to me you know michelle and nate I didn't expect. They, they seem like a. They seem like they were. Let's do it. We, we're gonna get the house. We're moving to the town. I guess I knew I could expect it based on how Nate was on the show and everyone being like, "This guy's never even had a girlfriend before." You know, like that was to be expected. Yeah. But what I think also this is on the subject of like 
they become famous for relationships, you know? So when Katie and John got together, it was so much on social media. It was so much, you know, like lovey dovey that you go, oh, maybe there's got to be an element. And I'm not, I don't know this, but I'm saying this is my assumption. There's got to be an element of like chasing the, the high again. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's like on TikTok. You know, people trend, you know, people jump on trends. They go, that trend got viewership, so now I'll do it and I'll get viewership. So when you're on The Bachelor, yeah. you, you, you get an audience because of how you fell in love. You're like, oh, how do I keep an audience? Well, I'll keep them involved with my love life by having the next one. And, and that's why when I see a couple go so hard so soon on social media, you go, what, what's going Something's on? Something's Right. But I I guess it is surprising in a certain sense. I do think Katie and John's relationship, like, I mean, it started off with the whole Taylor Swift 30 day or like uh, 20 days, something lyrics and stuff. So it had a whole lead up to it where it ends up him being in the like the number one spot. And we like the announcement's been made. And just a month before she was Blake. So I think I mean, yeah, it, it immediately took off into this. Um, like social media, but tight uh, viewed relationship. And we know, you know, we put ourselves out there on social media. When we get a hit on something, it's like getting that drug, you know, like and you. Yeah. And you go, oh, I, I guess I'll do another slide about it. I guess I'll do another story about it. Oh, it's getting views. <laughs> it's getting shares, you know, like and, you know, I'm not <laughs> doubting that they had a nice relationship. I'm what I'm saying is. Yeah. With the Bachelor Nation, these couples, you know, they have announcements about their relationship. Look at Blake and Giannina. You know, Blake right. Horstman and the the woman from Gene, I don't even think they I don't even think they post each other uh at this still. I remember they both went to like Italy and it was just like solo pictures of them in like the same places. They came to my show in Denver, but you know, you see them in you know, they have a release. They have a People magazine. Oh, how did you meet? You know, like this becomes the lifeblood of what keeps the Fit T sponsorships going. You know, so it yeah. is it, it is interesting that we get news about the relationships and you go, who cares about this news? And then you're going, oh, yeah, I guess I kind of care about this news. <laughs> well, what I thought was interesting about the Katie and John breakup is that just Days later, I mean, maybe a week, mm. they were seen, they were together at the like San Diego fair with like a group of people and they're in pictures together and they're like, that's Bachelor Nation. Who knows better than you? That's a K's weekend moment. We got to be in each other's stories. I know, we got to so keep it going. We got to figure out what the next thing is going to be. I understand that. Well, I'm like reading, all, I'm reading all the comments and everybody's like, I'm so proud of you guys. Like, for being mature adults and being able to stay friends. <laughs> like we have any fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, like, like we have any idea. I, like I, first of all, would not be able to stay friends with the next. I don't care wh- how kindly we broke up or how mature we were. You could never stay friends with the next. Never. It depends. I think it depends. I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, I never have been able to, but I guess like as long as I was happy... <laughs> Before they were, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, as long as, like, I'm the one who's moved on, I have another boyfriend or something, and they're, um, you know, still single and, like, sulking, I feel like then, at that point, I could be friends. <laughs> then you're fine. As long as they 
are a, are a mess, a puddle of themselves, and you are a queen. No, that sounds totally fair and reasonable and mature. Now, on the subject of breakups, let's also talk about the people that stay together. Kenny and Mari from Bachelor in Paradise. They just celebrated a whole year. Celebrated a one-year anniversary. You know, they're celebrating with PR agents, putting out, hey, it's our one-year. You know, it's funny. It's like, I don't care about Kenny and Mari, but at the same time, I'm reading a headline. Kenny and Mari, you know, one year in, and you go, yeah, I guess it has been a year. (laughs) Yeah. And And then Becca proposed to thomas see this is it isn't i remember this story that so someone sent me during the off season it is and it is funny because during during off season i'm off of bachelor I'm, and then every now and again someone will trickle over a story to me when i saw becca propose to thomas i go oh it was becca the whole time this woman <laughs> This woman, there's something off Uh because I don't listen. I don't care. You know, new age, all that stuff. Fine, whatever. But you Mm -hmm. you also, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, Becca, you know, has like weird relationship after weird relationship and then breakup. You know, she's with the, you you know, then breakups and then comes on Bachelor in Paradise and you go, she's the first lead to go on the show then you hear like peter weber they asked him to go on bachelor in paradise and they didn't offer him enough money and you're and you're like oh is that what it was that was what the yeah that was the insinuated that it wasn't enough money for him to go Uh on he needed more so you know you have becca who like she was game and it's like and then you hear she proposes to thomas and you go and again i don't mean to like ruin everyone's fantasy but i love looking at the bachelor this way when you make money off of the love game you either got to have a breakup story, you got to have a one-year relationship story, or your proposal's got to get weird and different with you on yeah. a knee proposing to, you know, to the guy, which is fine, but at the same time, it's weird. It's different. Yeah, it's it's definitely different. And I mean, yeah, like, love this for her. But in my mind, I'm like, I think the aspect of the woman proposing to the man is great in the fact that you know, women get proposed to and we have to and we have the ring on, which mm-hmm. we want the ring and everything. But guys don't wear a ring. And so it doesn't nobody knows that they're engaged. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if yeah. they're just like out doing their thing. Just how we like it. I can wait on the decision. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so Thomas now he's got a ring on. So he's got a, he's the one that's walking around being like, I'm engaged. Does he? <laughs> and he has a, an engagement ring on. He's wearing a ring. The woman proposing is like one of those things that you, I mean, I'm sure there's someone listening right now being like, Jared, come on, it's 2022. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's one of those things where everyone has to go, good for you. Nice. And then they whisper to their neighbor, what is going on in that household? You know, like, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I can't even get a guy to follow through on a date. So, I mean, I might have to propose. Yeah. Well, now you're going to start walking around with Cracker Jack rings in your pocket. And you go on the first date, you go with this <laughs> ring. I, I the second date for dinner. You pay. And you just <laughs> hand it to them. 
tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So let's talk about the new season coming up. So the new season coming up, it is two bachelorettes. We have Rachel. Yeah. How do you now? This is it is funny that we learn their last names the minute they be. You don't get your last name until you become the bachelorette. Oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, now you may not be. You know, you're not Rachel R anymore. You get a la- You get a full last name uh-huh. when you become the bachelorette. Rachel Rakia. Rakia? Or- Rekia, Rekia, that's got to be it, Rekia, and Gabby Windy. I mean, honestly, Gabby Windy feels right. <laughs> There's never been a name that's fit a person more in the history of names. I, I have to say, no. I totally agree. Gabby Windy, she's a, she, her whole vibe is Gabby Windy. Yeah, it's like giving like very much cotton candy, very yeah. much like. <laughs> Uh, all like so sweet all over the place like that it's it fits well do let me do one more news story before we get into the two bachelorettes that we have first what do you think of the two bachelorette season are you happy with this do you agree with uh who are the co-hosts it was taisha and oh taisha and caitlin bristow Caitlin Bristow uh, goes to the news ferry every week and wishes for a new follower because she put out so... Caitlin Bristow, I just don't buy anything she does. She had two different stories in the offseason that just prove this person just knows how to work the headline you know, creators. Her first yeah. one was that she was blindsided that she wasn't the host of the, you know, that they brought in Jesse Palmer. It's like, in no way were you blindsided. In no way, oh, I would, you know, so she has that story. So she makes herself the underdog. And then she's claiming that this is somehow, this is anti woman to have, or not fair to women that there are two bachelorettes. Now, I think that's a story that you create because now you create two sides to a story. The Kardashians are the kings and queens of this. The Kardashians know. Oh yeah, of sharing of sharing spotlight. Kardashians know that if you if you have a headline, there better be two sides to the headline because that oh, makes yeah. it even mm-hmm. bigger. So when they say Kylie is a billionaire. They don't say Kylie's a billionaire. They say she's a self-made billionaire. They know that will piss people off. And they also know that someone will defend her. And the more there's two sides to a story, that the more your story stays in the news. Caitlin Bristow is following the Kardashian model because she always creates an opinion that someone will have to argue about. Again, we're talking about it right now. So she does the, I was blindsided. She knew she wasn't going to be the host. I mean, Jesse Palmer was the host last season. Why would she expect to be brought back and Jesse be kicked to the curb? Why is she bringing it up now? Exactly. So, and then to her, the, then she brings up that it's not fair that it's two women. How do you feel about that story? You, obviously people can hear in the tone of my voice that I think it's bullshit, but so, if she had a problem, if she has a problem with 
the two bachelorettes, then mm. she should have also had a problem with sharing the hosting with Taisha, which we didn't hear her talk about. <laughs> Very good point. You know, like, okay, so you didn't, you weren't pissed about having to share this hosting thing with Taisha. So why would we be pissed about these two um, women sharing this bachelorette season? Because I don't think they were doing it. I, I honestly do not think they were doing it to be like, let's, you know, do something to put women down even more. Uh, yeah, right. I think they were doing it because they're like, we need to change this shit up because yes. people are bored. We have this whole <laughs> same, it's like ri- like shampoo, wash, repeat. Like it's all the same shit. They're like, we have to change something up so people can stay interested. So what better way than to be like, let's give them the same set of guys and put two girls in there and then they have to fight over them. And uh, I totally agree. And, you know, the people that so someone's response might be, well, why don't you have two men be The Bachelor? Because that show is fine. The Bachelor is a more watchable show than The Bachelorette, not to mm-hmm. down the show that we're about to review and watch all season. But I'm just saying, you know, and this is not subjective. This is objectively. It gets less viewers. Um, and when it's and, and it need, and also you have it's less believable. 25-year-old yes. men trying to get married right away. Yeah, Speak to all the women dating a 25-year-old man and ask them how many of them are sprinting to get married. It's just a less believable premise. And also fighting over friends or fighting over girls. Like you're not going to have two guys being like, wait, I wanted that one. Like they're going to be like, okay, whatever. I have 10 other ones. Uh, I'll go start right swiping. I'll go straight to the water and start, start yeah. fishing. Yeah, and so it is, again, that's not, that's not, you know, that doesn't that doesn't taste good, you know, the the reality of it, but this show having two of them and also it's not like they were like they did it out of nowhere. These two women were great last season and they were a team at the end of the last season. Yeah. It, 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 it's this didn't let's not do things in a vacuum, Caitlin Bristow. She's, you know, you Caitlin Bristow when you try to create a story where you want to have you know, for and against, you have to live in a vacuum. There's no vacuum here. Gabby and Rachel were supportive of one another, helped each other. It makes actual sense to make them both the Bachelorettes. I mean, it really does because they, again, like you said, were besties at the end of last season and sort of created this relationship, this alliance. And so putting them together in the next season being like, let's, Girl boss this thing. Yeah. <laughs> let's go, season. girls. Yeah. Let's <laughs> like it fits. And I think and I think it's interesting. Now, between Rachel and Gabby, what do you think? What are your hopes for them? Or who do you like more? Who have you thought of? Um, I think honestly, I have no idea. I'm interested to see how this turns out. I hope that they're able to obviously keep a friendship after this, which I'm sure they will be able to because at the end of the day, I don't think they're both going to choose the same guy, but I don't know. I think um, ideally they both find someone, but I kind of feel like Gabby's still going to do her own thing. But I just love the way she thought about this whole breakup with Clayton and, um, and how she was able to articulate, like, these are the things I want. This is what I deserve. And I don't think that guys on The Bachelorette are going to be able to give her that. Articulate is the word. She was so articulate, articulate yes. at the end of last season. You're totally right. Um, and 
it's funny that you kind of veer towards Gabby because I do, you know, if you were going to make anyone the Bachelorette, it was Gabby. And then they had this dual thing and you go, it makes sense. I get it. Um, but Gabby was the one at the end of the season. You're like, oh, this is the story I kind of want to see the continuation of, you know? Yeah, true. Based, based on how she was, you know, again, articulating her, you know, her feelings and Without the knowledge of what was going on behind the scenes, she seemed to like nail it on her own. Like she put the puzzle pieces together, if we remember at the end of Clayton's right. season. Um, Rachel is hot. You know, I, I'll speak for myself. I Rachel know. Rachel is <laughs> um is hot. I they're both hot, don't get me wrong. I mean, all of these this is a show of beautiful people, but you know, as far as who gets me in my 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 my, my, my man centers, yeah, uh, you know, of the you know. Rachel is bringing it. So that's exciting. Rachel's bringing and And I just think like, I really do, honestly for both of them, I do not think that the guys from these shows, which has been proven a lot, like are fit to be fiancés, husbands, at least not right, like not right now. And on that note, let's get to the guys. Which this is my favorite part. I really love doing this and um, getting our hearts broken and like thinking like, you know, <laughs> this one's going to be great. And then <laughs> them just embarrassing us. And I have a, a really great story about one of the guys um, we that we'll get, get to, them to today? on the list. Yeah, we are going to get to them today. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but you can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. So free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. And for just $98 a month, you can get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value of $98 a month for any six styles, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up using the code Bachelor20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code Bachelor20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with the code Bachelor20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business what I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level I know we use Shopify here at Betches and honestly anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Let's get to the guys. Let's start reviewing them. This is our first look at them. Um, it's We're going based off of ABC's list. It's in the description of this episode. You can click the link or go to abc.com. Just go to the cast. And we're looking at the same. So just so we're all looking at the same picture, the same bio, everything. Let's start with Alec, 27 wedding photographer from Houston, Texas. Whatever. Uh, Kay, uh, uh, first. Yeah. Are, are you Give us our first heterosexual female impression impression, yes i mean okay so looking at the picture alec is cute at first i think he has an earring in i'm gonna zoom in really quick Mm. we have a lightning bolt earring it's it's, so it's not just like a stud it's a dangly how are you seeing this i had to zoom in really but some something yeah on the right on the well on the right side yeah the left ear um, yeah on a the lightning bolt dangling <laughs> earring. I didn't catch that. This is see men <laughs> when men <laughs> when men look at other people. We it's like just the the outline. It's like seeing you know Bigfoot in the wild. You only see just a blurry figure. You're zooming in on a lightning bolt earring, and now I'm kind of seeing it. It's cr- I thought it was just his hairline in the back. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh. It is it is definitely like that was the first thing I saw. And then I love to go. My favorite thing about these bios is not really the not the paragraph, but it's the fun facts Mm. that I think really tell you a lot about the guy. So nothing makes Alec happier than a fresh haircut. (laughs) That's when you know you're not ready for marriage. You know, it's not like nothing makes me happier than my nieces and nephew seeing my parents, you know, spending quality time with family. No, it's that fresh cut, that fresh fade. Also, Alex's beard, you know, there's people, sometimes people have to accept you're not a beard guy. He looks like, remember those? Not a beard guy. No, his beard looks like, you remember those games, that game where you draw the hair onto the head? With the little, with the the little like, um. Yes, with the <laughs> yeah, with the magnets. That's what his beard looks like. It was drawn on. When Let's your go. dimples are like g- going that deep in there with the hair, like yeah. Well, no. th- also you, that's how you could tell he's a. I think Alec is a very skinny man. I bet you this guy. Yeah. Those dimples tell me that he is a little dude, and he's a he short will, king, shorter skinny king. He is. He is definitely saying, "Yeah, let's split a salad for dinner." All right, let's do Avon. What are your thoughts right. on Avon? Ten. ten. Immediate ten. He's Immediate. got a thick neck. He's got the neck of a man. Is that what definitely, it is? Definitely, definitely some sort of sport. Sport has been played. The smile mm. is gorge. Like Avon is stunning. 
I will definitely, if no one takes him, I will definitely be sliding into the DMs of Avon at some point. <laughs> Avon is gorgeous. He's a 28-year-old sales executive from San Diego, California. Here's a fun fact that isn't fun to me. Avon allows himself to eat out only once a week. Um, Gonna be a no Jesus. from me, dog. Oh, that's a deal once breaker. Once a week. <laughs> so you have Can to you- pick Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to... Eat to out. get food? The rest you're going to be cooking. He's going to be having his grilled chicken. That's how you look that way. That's how you get that thick neck. You gotta, you're got you having grilled chicken and veggies six nights a week. And on the seventh night, maybe you'll go to Applebee's. So it's like, so he essentially is like, okay, Monday through Friday, he's, or maybe like, maybe it's Monday through Thursday. He's, um, you know, at home making his meals. He goes yeah. out to dinner on Friday. So that means Saturday all day, he has to stay home or make sure he eats before he leaves. <laughs> and then if he goes out on Saturday during the day, he's like, I got to go home and eat. Yeah. Because he can't. <laughs> this, is, this is a problem because it's, no, it's either, it, because here's the thing, only eat out once a week is either a very fit guy, which is a tough person to date, or it's a very cheap guy. Because they're like, Ooh. I don't want to, I bought, you know, you ever meet that person that's like, I can't go out tonight. I bought groceries for the week. And you're like, yeah, groceries are made to go bad in your fridge. That's why you buy them. And it's, <laughs> it's just like, for aesthetics. Yeah. Groceries are for aesthetics. <laughs> All right, let's go to Brandon. <laughs> All right. Brandon, Brandon is a 23-year-old bartender from Carlsbad, California. Brandon... I like Brandon's look. I like, I, I'm into it. I do too. What do you think? He's giving me, he's giving me commitment. Um, but the terrified of slugs. Um, yeah, his fun facts say terrified of slugs, loves to go to the batting cages, <laughs> loves Disneyland and goes every year on his birthday. No, he's a Disney adult. <laughs> to me, when you're, well, yeah, when you're 23, here's the thing about, listen, 23 on the show, I immediately, like, you're out. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're a 23-year-old man on the show, I say, there's no way. Then if you're a 23-year-old man who also says, I go to Disney every year on your birthday, you're not allowed to say, I do something every year at 23. You do something because you, every year means your parents made that decision many of those years. (laughs) So when you say, it's like... You, you ever meet someone that's young and, and they talk like they're old? It's hard. It's immediately annoying. You're like, yeah, I do it yeah. every year. And you're like, oh, since you were a, a 19 a year ago, you know, like this isn't yeah. a tradition. My whole Traditions life. My yeah. whole life. <laughs> My whole life. Exactly. <laughs> you're only allowed to say every year when you're 30 and you've made the conscious decision to do something every year for at least five As an years. Adult. Right. Yeah, the 23, I honestly that hit me at a at a late stage of us talking about him and that mm. is um that's alarming. 23 is re- 23 is really young, especially very young. Guys on the show, very young. Let's go to Chris who's 30 and he's a mentality coach from Redondo Beach, California. No. See, <laughs> I don't need the over positivity right now. Like that is an immediate now. CK, you're coming to us from Los Angeles. You are at the epicenter of bullshit jobs. How, mentality coach, that's got to hit you. 
does it feel familiar for the area you're in? Yes, you know, here, like mentality you could say coach or life coach or, the, or, or like wellness something or, um, you know, uh, motivational speaker. Like all of those sort of <laughs> fall <laughs> into the same kind of category. Like he's giving me like I probably write I'm a CEO or a founder in my hinge bio. Yes. I mean, I just did a TED talk. Okay, and the TED Talk actually, if I'm going to plug Uh-oh. myself, come, I did a TED Talk. It comes out this week, and when you do TED Talk, I I didn't know the TED Talk universe, so to speak. But there's like, there's basically like different phylums of TED Talkers. There's like mm-hmm. the physicist. There's the person that's a higher education person that has you know their thesis they're putting out there. There's that person. Then there's the addict the former addict, the person that got themselves back on their feet and they're going to tell you about their journey. Then there are the coaches. <clears throat> and the coaches, when I, you meet them, they're all of the same ilk where they're like, they they stare through you, they look like they never blink, and they're just like glassy-eyed and just like look like they have been possessed by <laughs> someone that's too positive. And it's like, the minute I hear mentality coach, I'm like, I can't be around that energy. I need to blink. That's interesting because I, first of all, I also didn't know anything about the TED Talk stuff. I want to know what your TED Talk's about. It's called Who Should Pay for the First Date? And it is coming out this week. So you might be, if you're listening now, this week it's coming out. It's going to be out. So yeah, go check it out. It's 18 minutes and it's all based on who should pay for the first date. I'm I'm excited and nervous to see what happens from it. No, this will be great. I'm excited to hear it. And then we can yeah. and then we can talk about the who should pay on the first date, who should plan the dates Would for like it. the bachelor or something. For the we'll bachelor, but I, it. Well, that's the other thing is like, I mean, I guess saying I have a TED talk is very similar to mentality coach. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can listen to my TED talk. Yeah, you can get the rest on TEDx's website. All right, let's go to Colin. Now, Colin right. is the right age, 36, sales Eesh. director from Chicago. What, do, what are your first impressions of Colin? Of, that, was, <laughs> that was the sound of an immediate no from Kay. I just, any, any guy with his hair slicked back that's mm. like overgrown, like his hair doesn't look long enough to be long. It mm-hmm. just looks like he needs a, a haircut really bad. And I just hate 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 the slicked back look because in my head I'm like they think you know what I look like a professional or I look this is making I me look I am money yeah something like I hate the slicked back look and his hair just looks overgrown and like gross and just like uncapped <laughs> I'm an asshole <laughs> yeah he's 36 and from Chicago no I'm with you it's this like new age businessman he's got the quarter zip sweater on it quarters of sweater yeah. may as well be an engagement ring. It just looks like he still hangs out in old town and hits on younger women at the bars out there, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, he just looks the most Chicago you could like. He looks the most. I'm still the last single guy out of my friends in Chicago that someone has ever looked. Yeah, th- there's so many just like things happening. Um, oh, okay. Well, here we go. Colin was the founding member of his high school's break dancing club. That- <laughs> you know, I look like I sell life insurance, <laughs> but little do you know, I can break dance. 
Like that is an opening line he has taught. He, he, he is the self-aware bro. There's no question. Self-aware bro is like, I know I got the quarter zip on. I work in sales and, you know, I just love going to a Cubs game. But let me tell you, I was the head of the high school breakdancing team. Like he's going to let you know that. I mean, that sounds like like actual chills up <laughs> through my body. Like thinking because now I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to be on TikTok and he's going to start doing some weird oh breakdancing stuff on my life. If I see that. He's also, I, I, I know, and he's also the age where at 36, and I had this realization with, I, I saw someone, there was a TikTok of like a high school principal, like dancing to like doing the, the gritty or whatever that is. is remember the, or oh the, God. whatever that dance was for a hot minute. I don't know. And you go, whatever it was. And I'm like, oh my God, he's my age. I'm, oh my God, look at the old teacher dancing age yes like i it's a sad realization that's us (laughs) let's go to eric spelled with a ch um that is the spelling of a name that you go i'm off yeah eric looks like he um will tell you how plays like smasher wait go ahead (laughs) sorry (laughs) go ahead please I uh, know I, I he immediately gives me like he's playing like smasher pass at the bar with his friends like out loud yeah and, like like as the girls walk by he's like smasher pass you know yeah. what I mean like I, he's got that. that vibe to him he all in addition to looking like he's gonna tell you the great club you should go to in Tulum like he knows where to get <laughs> tables he knows where you ah. should go he went to Tulum he loves that outdoor gym in Tulum. He's like obsessed with it. He can't stop he talking. Overpaid for uh the outdoor gym in Tulum for sure. This guy overpays for everything and he talks about it all the time. He has um new age, you know, bro face all over him. Mm-hmm. With the beard. He's a beard guy though. He's a beard guy, and that you know, for some it is over. They see a beard, they're in. So and he's a real estate analyst from Bedminster, New Jersey, twenty nine. That's a good age. I mean, Eric has no in- to taller women, and he has no interest in going to an escape room, which I'm a fan of. Like, I think no interest in an escape room is better than high interest in an escape room. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. If you have to pick between the two, I'd rather him to never want to go to one instead of being like, I go to them everywhere I go. Exactly. If that's someone's opening line, I'm like, okay, no interest in escape room. Keep going. Let's hear what else you have to say. I'm okay with it. <laughs> Let's go to Ethan. Ethan. Alrighty. Is 27 Cute. years old, advertising executive, good looking dude, um, hopeless. He's one of our hopeless romantics who wears his heart on his sleeve. This is something, this is kind of like a phylum of dude that comes on the show every season. Yeah, the open that that opening line for me is somewhat of a red flag because I know they're going to be t- like too soft for the show because we need them to be a little edgier. We need edge. You know, you can have only one soft king make it late into the show. And here's my problem with Ethan. He's definitely boring. Oh, yeah. There's one line in his profile that tells me he's boring. Ethan says he is the king of Monopoly. 
Okay. Anyone who plays Monopoly <sighs> till the end is a boring is- person. You Monopoly is mm-hmm. meant to be played for 15 minutes and then you realize that game fucking sucks and takes forever and no one's ever going to go bankrupt and let's do something else. Let's play, I you know. I honestly don't even think I've, I don't remember the last time I played Monopoly and like the thought of actually wanting to play is, is never been in my body. of Monopoly. No, that's a boring, that's a bad party. Because now they're asking for Monopoly. Hey, let's play. They have the different versions. They're like, oh, I got Vegas version. No, we don't want to play. I don't want to count money. I don't want to do math. No, we have to read the rest of these these other two fun facts as well. Ethan's perfect breakfast is pancakes and his hash browns extra crispy. Yeah, these are boring facts. And watching Entourage cheers Ethan up when he's down. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Johnny drama is just like, you know what? I'm like, I'd rather you not want an escape room than want an escape room. I'd rather you. I'd rather you not want to watch Entourage when you're down than watch Entourage when you're down. Hey, want to throw on (laughs) season six? Want to watch the season where he he stars in Aquaman? (laughs) Yeah, there's specific people. You know, there's like the office people. There's friends, people, which I'm sorry, but I feel like those are the worst. Mm-hmm. And then there's the entourage guys. And that is such a specific dude. Such a specific I know, dude. I know everything I need to know. Let's go to Hayden, 29. Hayden looks I'm gonna like- I'm going to get he, so much hate for, this, for the friends I mean, comment. <laughs> I, the friends comment sorry. is fine. No, there's friends people and not friends people. I'm very, <laughs> people are aware by this point, I think. But look, Hayden- um, oh my God! Looks like he tours with a, a with a live action version of a Grey's Anatomy play. Like he looks like he's, you know, like a <laughs> fake McDreamy. <laughs> like yeah, like doesn't he's he look cute, like he but... sings, sings with a off Broadway version of Grey's Anatomy? He's giving me he's giving me Connor Brennan, Connor B energy. Like mm. immediate like it's popping out of the screen like he's going to he's going to be the one that shows up in like the weird costume or like the super gaggy yeah. entrance. Um, I mean his job also, even starts bad. Yeah. He says he's a 29-year-old leisure executive from Tampa, Florida. What? That yeah, that's someone who works at a mattress store. That's how you dress up I work at a mattress. When you say you're a leisure executive, it's like, no, you work at Sleepy's. You work at the mattress firm. You do not. You're not a leisure executive. Um, My favorite part about his fun facts, it says Hayden loves country music and would thrive at Stagecoach. So he loves country music, but he's never been. But he's like, you know what? One day I'll get to go. <laughs> One day I'm going to thrive. I can tell. I can tell that atmosphere is for me. I'm going to get that, you know, brand sponsorship and I'm going to go to stagecoach. <laughs> One day, everything's going to work out. If that's what you're saying at 29, you're not ready to get married. You're not ready to be like, One day, I'm going to thrive as a father. Oh, that's nice. You're ready to get married. One day, I'm going to thrive at a festival where I have to oh, stand wow. for 24 straight hours. Nope. You're not going to thrive there. No. It ain't going to happen. It's too late. 
This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go to Jacob, who I think has a tight ponytail. A ponytail. Yeah. There's some sort of ponytail or bun happening uh, behind there. Jacob looks like he'd be the bad guy in a straight-to-DVD version of a movie we liked <laughs> initially. <laughs> So he'd be yeah. like he'd be like the bad guy in like Three Ninjas Five Revenge of the Ninjas. Remember Three Ninjas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the three ninjas are now out of college and they're still It's him. Where are they now? <laughs> yeah, where are they now? And he's the bad guy. He's the you know, he just looks like straight to DVD bad guy from a movie <laughs> we have nostalgia for. Like I mean, but but apparently in his in his fun facts, he reads 30 to 40 books a year, which isn't giving me bad guy. <laughs> no, that's giving me um, don't want 30 to 40 books. That's a lot. That's more than my whole life ever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I went to school for musical theater and I don't think I read a single play. <laughs> It's cool. Like, like, I don't think I finished it. It's a douchey fact because if you say to people, I read 30 to 40 books a year, then you have to read those books. And also, like, you're, it's a judgment in a statement. When you say that to people, like, I'm just like, like, I'm just like, okay, cool. I, I can, any of them on the, is there a movie version of it? It's like, you don't have to say that to people. Yeah. It's one of those like brags that will automatically make someone else feel bad if they're not also one because they're wanting they're wanting a response from you to be like, oh, yeah, same. Or like, right. I'm a big reader, too. And if you don't say that, they're like, you know well, what? Many, it's fine. Like not it, reading's not for everyone. It's the <laughs> it, well, it's the number you you can say I'm a big reader. Oh, I love to read books is different than 30 to 40 a year. All of his fun yeah. facts made make him sound like someone that I'm like, okay, you stand at that side of the room. I'll stand at this side of the room. Here are his fun facts. Jacob reads 30 <sighs> to 40 books a year. Jacob loves to camp in national parks. Jacob doesn't eat cake. Okay, Jacob, God. you and I are not going to get along on anything. Those three fun facts mean <laughs> you all. stand at that side of the room. I'm going to be on the eating cake, love the Four Seasons Hotel, and watches stupid TV and never reads a book side of the room. Like everything is like low key pretentious again, like doesn't he take big fitness guy. And then like, not only does he just love camping, which is fine, but it has to be in national parks. He has. Yeah, he has Yellowstone or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Have fun sleeping on a rock. I'm going to be at the Ritz having a nice shower. (laughs) 
Um, it's just it, it is he if a if a tight ponytail on a man was a personality, this would be it. Yeah, for sure. Let's go to James, who looks like he's going to uh, sell us a car in Jersey. Well, here's a funny story about James. So, okay, so we have the tea on James before. James, a 25 year old meatball enthusiast. So I wasn't wrong on the Jersey thing from <laughs> Winnetka, Illinois. So, what do you know about James? What I know about James is that I want to say it was like two weeks ago. Um, he currently lives in Los Angeles, California. Okay. It's not, so it's not that Midwestern guy that we all know and love. No. Yeah. Um, but so two weeks ago, um, I'm at it at like literally my, oh, it was during the, the fucking uh, NBA games. I think it was like game four. Okay. I'm at of the, finals. the bar, the sports bar down the street watching the game with uh, some of my girlfriends, the usual like uh, roundup of chicks. The K and, crew. Yeah. And so um, we're sitting at we're sitting at our table. The game just ended. And James, who I had never seen before, I wasn't really looking at the guys mm. or anything. I did not know who this was. Walks up to our table. You saw those thick and, eyebrows coming right at you. Yeah. And and immediately hits on my friend McKenna. But in a way, okay. When guys, if you're going to come up to a girl's table, like a mm. table of women, you need to like low key acknowledge the entire table and not just like sneak in on the side and hopefully just like just talk to her. Like you need to make your presence known. And I know it's like kind of intimidating to come up to a table of women, but like you should be intimidated. Have a plan. Have a plan if you're going to approach our table because we're having fun without you already. Okay, he made a huge that is a he's 25. It is a youthful mistake. You got to go. Youthful you got to impress right. the whole group and then you got to zone in on the person that you're going for. But the group will allow one to stray away. If you don't impress the group there, even if you impress the one you've been pressed, the other group is going to go. Come on, we're going home. You, you have to go. They're going to look out yeah. for your safety and I'm not trying to give, you know, the, the wolf, the, you know, the sheep's cloth to, to wear. But I'm saying it's a huge blunder to not go up to everyone and go and sing, dance and dust and be like, hey, I'm the guy. You know, I'm, I'm here to court yeah. your friend. Yeah. You got to start with the group. I totally agree. And also, if we like you, then we're probably like, like if we are going somewhere else, we're like, yeah, you should come. Like, he's cool yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you have friends, bring them. But if you're like sneaking up on the side anyways. Goes to talk to McKenna. I obviously, as the asshole I am, call him out and be like, hi. Yeah, we're all here. <laughs> we're, all, we're all here. We'd all like and, shots. Um, uh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> and uh, he asked for her number and she was like, no, but you can have like my Instagram. She was like, I don't like to give my number out just random, but like you can uh -oh. whatever. So I'm, he DMs I'm, her. Literally, I'm turning into the to the Flintstones. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. My legs started spinning. I'm out of the bar. They're like, know. no number. Here's your Instagram. I'm like, I'm out. So we're leaving. So we end up leaving the bar. And I don't know why, but we like walked into like, uh, uh, there were like two stores down. We were like, should we get our ears pierced? Uh, you know, chaotic things on like a, <laughs> a Friday Jay night. James is like, want to get another drink? You're like, no, we're going to like, uh, we're going to put needles through our, our face. Is we, we decided needles through our body was a better option than hanging out with you for longer. And 
he walks by, sees us in there, like at the desk, like talking to the person. He goes, are you guys getting a tattoo? And we're like, oh. no, like we're getting our nipples pierced. What? Like, we're just here to <laughs> like, what are you doing? And then he was like, I better see you guys out later. And he like DMs us. Uh, he DMed McKenna later. And um, the next day, we didn't think anything of it. The next mm-hmm. day we are, I, I guess like, she was served something like maybe like a, a bachelor thing or whatever and it was his face and she goes oh my god guys this guy's on the new season of the bachelorette never that's interesting. never mentioned it you would think douche that goes up to one woman in a big group of women their number one line would be hey i'm gonna be on the bachelor but i guess you know sometimes sometimes the you know the animals you know i i sometimes the animals um adapt you know, and he probably, yeah, this guy knows saying I'm on The Bachelorette is a bad look in L.A. It's just not going to help. Bad him out. Move. So he, he knew that much, but he didn't know enough to go impress a whole group of women to go to hopefully hook up with one of their friends. Well, what's interesting about that is because in my head, mm. the reason why he didn't say anything is because a maybe he's on or like he doesn't want to give the fact that he's on a TV show away because then it's like oh, well, I guess you're not like it's a a quote unquote spoiler because clearly he doesn't make it far or if he does and maybe he is with them. He's been totally outed at this point because they're supposed to be together. Sure. And so and I'm like in my head, I'm like, wow, imagine going up to the one the one table and it being a girl (laughs) who has a a podcast about The Bachelor. (laughs) Well, didn't he look you up? Like, I I mean, I would assume. Did he follow you on Instagram, too? No, didn't follow me. Like, I had no idea who this guy was. I'd never seen him before. Zoning in on McKenna. And he, yeah, he zoned in on McKenna. And like, we were all sitting at the table. And when we found that, I literally thought to myself, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to talk about the podcast. <laughs> I'm totally going to blow up this guy's spot. <laughs> well, yeah. So James doesn't win, people. And that <laughs> is the least spoiler does. of all the spoilers because. You know, I don't think anyone who refers to themselves as a meatball enthusiast at 25 is just ready to settle down. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, it says like at the bottom, nothing makes James happier than a plate of piping hot meatball. (laughs) (laughs) Well, enjoy your hot balls, James, because McKenna ain't calling. Um, Yeah. No. Let's let's do one more because we've gone we, right. we've gone and we'll do one more and then this is part one. Next week we'll get through the rest of the contestants and then we'll do um some awards and and some preview items and I'm sure that we'll be trickling out as the week comes out. But people, listen, we're so excited to be back. We're refreshed, we're re-energized. Subscribe to the Bachelor Podcast if you're not already and make sure you, you know, send out to your friends, whoever the group chat is that you watch the show with. Let them know that, you know, we're doing the best recaps. We're doing the best, you know, uh, talk about the show. We're really uh, getting into this season. So let's go to Jason. All right. Jason, 30 investment baker, Santa Monica. Okay. So in the neighborhood, that's where I live there. So I'll be on the lookout for for Jason as well. Right. uh, Jason's a catch. Jason is a relationship kind of guy. Loves and is ready to. He loves love, ready to find a woman. He hates Coca Cola. That's kind of weird, and loves to tour historical homes. So this guy would be great for any woman who uses Zillow, which is every woman. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, 
I'm actually getting very good energy from mm. Jason. Um, I like the fact that at the end of his bio, he says something like he values authenticity and says that when he finds the one, the vibes will tell him he needs to know. Gabby and Rachel, you hear that? I think that's really cute that he kind of like called them out at the end of like there's personality in his bio and it feels like he actually wrote it and not some like random producer. You know what Here's- I mean? I totally agree with you. And here's the thing about anyone that comes on the show. You want someone who went on the show, knows about the show, admits about the show, admits knowing about the show, but also got got nudged into it. Nobody has so far more my my sister-in-law made me do this face more than Jason. <laughs> right? He's an investment banker, which means he's making money. He's 30 years old. He lives in outside of L.A., Santa Monica. So he's not like in the L.A. scene that, you know, L.A. people. Oh, no, this is absolutely like peak. Oh, yeah. Santa Monica, like peak surfer, like uh, you're living surfer, but it's not like he's not living in Hollywood. He's not doing auditions. Oh, yeah. He's not living in like West Hollywood or anything now. Yeah. So I, I but I think. You know, Kay, you were at the Live You Up podcast. There was something was very apparent in L.A. Women are looking for men with jobs and health insurance in L.A. That That is a, yeah. a big plus. And we Jason has I have health insurance vibes to him for sure. Yeah, like your credit score is going to go up immediately when upon dating yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, like his shirt is ugly. Like he, he needs you. He needs a girlfriend to like help him get dressed. This is uh and he's talking about liking home. So it's, yeah. So we think Jason could could have a future on the show if he speaks up because he could be, you know, that guy that is here because of the sister-in-law but doesn't know how to, like, play the game. Yeah. Yeah. I like Jason. I do. I think out of all the all guys, right. I think Jason gives the best, like, um, like, he could have the best track record here. Like, he could go pretty far. So, so far, we like Jason. We like Avon. We liked um, love Avon, and that's it. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? saying so, it out loud. <laughs> now that we, but listen, this is the first part. Well, I'm sure we're gonna like a few more from the next part, and and only one person can win. But we're gonna go through all the con- the rest of the contestants next Two week. Two people are gonna win. Two, two people are going to win. That's right. Because there's so, two bachelorettes. I know. Well, we have two so far, two good candidates out of the 11 that we spoke about. But we got about 19 more to go to go talk about next week. Um, we we did some yeah. you know, news at the top. So we're going to get to the rest of the contestants next week. And uh, that's uh, what we got, right, Kay? Yeah, that's about it. So make sure you're following us on Instagram at The Bachelor, on Twitter at Bachelor Pod. You can also follow me on Instagram at K York City. And I'm at Jared Freed. And we will be back next week and all season long. Well, you know, happy new season, Kay. Happy Bachelorette season. Yes. Happy to be back. And uh, we will see you all next week. Bye. The Bachelor Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Chris Burns. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at The Bachelor on Instagram and at BachelorPod on Twitter. And send us your emails to bachelor at betches.com. Betches.